0: Welcome to Productivity Garden. My name is Kristen Wheatley. This episode is going to be a little bit longer. It is actually the audio from a class I just taught that I call Set Yourself Up for Success. This class is all about taking a little bit of time at the start here or when you are reinventing your real estate career or just wanna get more organized to set up what I call your business infrastructure. So there are supporting materials that go along with this. If you would like a copy of those, please do feel free to email me. You can send that email to Kristen Wheatley at Masiello.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-W-H-E-A-T-L-E-Y at Masiello, M-A-S-I-E-L-L-O.com and I will shoot a PDF of those supporting documents out to you. This is also available on YouTube if you'd like to see the screen and see how things are done go ahead and my YouTube channel is Maine Home Seller. So if you search YouTube for Maine Home Seller, Maine is in the state with the E on the end, you will come across this video. The video is titled, again, just like the class, Set Yourself Up for Success. And again, please do feel free to send me your comments and your thoughts. I would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. What we're talking about today is setting yourself up for success there are so many things you know life gets so busy for the average real estate agent and if you can take some time even if it's just one weekend to go ahead and do the tasks that I'm going to talk about today it will truly set yourself up for success it will set you up so that you have the what I call the business infrastructure In place so that you can work effectively and efficiently so we're gonna start with the first one which would be email you know if you mastered nothing else tech wise (laughs) email is the place to start so I'm gonna pop over here I have a what I use as kind of a test account You know, you may have an email account where you send all that stuff that you 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 have to sign up for in order to get something, but you really don't want to read it. Well, this is mine. So I use this as my text, my my little test account here. Um, But I want to talk about email because I'm going to use this to show you some of the best practices for setting your email up in a way that will enable your own success. So. Let's start with now, of course, the Masiello platform is the Gmail platform. One thing I do want to mention, some of you may choose to pull it into Outlook, the formal desktop version of Outlook, that's fine. Um, but I do need to mention that there are a lot of what I would call subpar email platforms. If you are using Yahoo, AOL, um, Outlook.com, which is not the full version of Outlook, these are really not full service email platforms you are much better served by using one of the choices of the full service ones and that's either apple mail gmail the outlook full desktop version or o365 so if you are forwarding your uh, company email into what i would call a subpar thing like yahoo aol you may want to rethink that honestly because those honestly do not offer you all of the tools that the other superior email platforms offer you. So we'll start with that. Now, once that's done, even if you're gonna to continue to use those against my advice, let's talk about how you organize your email. So one of the first things that I like to talk about is what I call the um, you know, zero inbox. And people think I'm crazy But it is possible, and and it's also one of those things where you can fall behind and you can catch up. But the philosophy of zero inbox is that by the end of the day, every single email that has come into your inbox is dealt with in some fashion. So you have multiple choices. You could delete it if it was irrelevant. You could go ahead and put it into a folder where you know you're going to deal with it at a certain point. You could defer it, and I'll show you exactly how to do that, kind of an exciting little tool you can use in Gmail here. Um, you can forward it to somebody else who has to deal with it, or you can just go ahead and answer the question. But you know, if you can achieve or at least strive towards zero inbox, Trust me, it is a liberating experience. There's nothing better than at the end of the day, you go, you know, you're done with your email and it says, congratulations, there's nothing in your inbox. One of the challenges, a lot of realtors use their inbox as their filing system. And I can tell you right now, that is a failing system. That is setting yourself up to fail. And today is all about setting yourself up to succeed. So I hear this time and time again, oh, I need this document. Oh, wait a minute. Let me go find the email where that person sent me that document. No, no. Let's deal with every email as they come in. Let's have a process to do it. And then you'll be able to, you know, if you have a document coming in email, we need to go ahead and save that somewhere important. And we'll talk about your your, uh, online file structure a little bit later in the program today but we're going to start with email so again the philosophy of zero inbox starts with getting rid of everything in your inbox i have the the record right now is 130,000 emails the record of what i have seen in an inbox that's insane um that will weigh on the back of your mind it will keep you awake at night It will make it very very stressful for you now you'll see in this particular email that I'm using as my test email there are 276 now that's a lot for me and I do not like that amount so rather than sitting there if you have thousands or tens of thousands or potentially hundreds of thousands of emails you're not going to be able to go through those and catch up to get to zero inbox so here's how you start the program and I'm gonna show you with this example email account. I have a folder that I have created called Emails to Sort. And the very first thing I'm gonna do is select every single email in here. Now, what you might wanna do to get ready for this is go through today's things. If there are things you need to address right now, just go ahead and address them. But otherwise, you're going to click up here Select all of them. Now you'll see I selected this, but it's only got one through 50 of 276. But you'll see this message that appears here. Select all 276 messages in the inbox. I'm going to click on that. And now, because I'm in Gmail, I'm going to click on the file folder icon in the top navigation bar. And I already have a category called emails to sort. Um, One of the things you might notice is I put a one dash in front of some things. When I put a one dash in front, I do that because it brings it to the top of the list. So those are going to be the things that I'm going to most often use. And I don't want to have to go ahead and type them in to have them pull up. I like being able to just see them instantly on my list. Now, if you did not already have this, you come down to the bottom where it says create new and just create one. One dash emails to sort. I'm going to pop all of those emails in that folder, and it's going to come, it's going to ask me to confirm. I'm going to say okay, and in a moment, boom, they're all gone. Now, the reason I say to start with that is that then you can, again, take a weekend. This is a great weekend project, um, or, again, because many, many realtors are busy showing properties on the weekend, you might want to make this a Monday-Tuesday project for you the uh, realtor weekend, which is Monday, Tuesday. And go ahead and do that. And then you can take your time to go through those and sort them into the appropriate folders. Make sure you've taken care of your business and make sure you go ahead and sort them. So that's the beginning of zero inbox. And trust me, this is something that is going to rock your world. You will sleep better. You will be happier when you do not have this gigantic or email inbox and it takes time so you may sort I don't know 25 emails per day as you go on but don't forget about it continue to go ahead and sort those and deleting is a perfectly legitimate thing to do with emails so please do delete the things you don't want to do and better than that if you're getting newsletters that you don't want notifications that you don't want unsubscribe go ahead it's, it's a wonderfully empowering thing unsubscribe from the things you don't want personally I have an unsubscribe Friday so every Friday I go into my email of what I have received that week and I see what I don't want and I go through and I unsubscribe from the things that I don't want and it's a wonderfully liberating experience. So start there. So again, putting everything in emails to sort and being able to take your time starts you on fresh ground here. Now look at me, I've got an empty inbox. I'm sure even during this training, it will probably start to fill up with some emails. But it's a beautiful place to start. It's too hard to go back and try to delete tens of thousands of emails all at once. So you're gonna have to take your time. This is a long-term project. And there's going to be moments where you fall short. Maybe there is one night where, heaven forbid, not everything is out of your inbox. But when you make this your goal, it's at least manageable. Because email is one of the most popular forms of communication, and we really need to be able to master it. So again, I think I've talked enough about zero inbox, but I still want to address some email issues that people face. It's very, very important that you make sure you have set up your um, email signature. That's something that I see all the time. I see some great signatures with people. And then I see some others where um, it's kind of questionable. So there's two ways to do that. Um, If you go up here to the settings icon, if you're in Gmail, because, again, uh, our email is Gmail, and choose settings. If you just scroll down, you are able to create your email here. Now, that's my old email. You'll see it's set up for no signature. I actually don't use that one. So here's a little tip that you may choose to use. It's up to you. I use something called Wise Stamp. So if I click on Compose here, I have another icon. Let's see if it's gonna show up here. Called called Stamp. Um, now I do the paid service because I have multiple signatures, but you could do the free one as well. And I'm going to click edit my signature, but again, it's wisestamp.com. What I like about it is it makes it easy for you to include links to your social media platforms, anything that you want to put in your email signature. It just makes it pretty easy to do this, and there are a lot of free options in here. Um, Or you can do the paid option. For me, it's like $45 a year. I find it worth it. It's up to you. But it makes it very, very easy to include your social media links or anything else that you would like to include. And I'm going to refresh my Gmail. Now it's going to use a different one. That's okay. Okay. Again, I'm back into my free program, but you can go ahead and set that up for your email so that it is always available to you. It ends up being this little icon up here, and normally, when I'm in my regular email, it's just an option, I just click on it and it automatically shows the signature. Now, the one important thing I really wanted to point out in regards to email signatures, and I've noticed this again time and time again, So many agents don't realize that when you're on your mobile devices, the email signature you have set up in your Gmail or whatever native email that you use does not come through to your mobile device. So please do, um, after we're done here with this class, please do go ahead and pull up your mobile device, your phone, your iPad, whatever you use, and double check the email settings for there, the signature. So if you go to your settings and go to email, there's a slot for signature. And if it's blank, that's what people are seeing. If you use an iPhone, it'll say sent from iPhone. Well, that's not really good enough for compliance. You actually need to have your name, the agency name. Of course, you would want to have your telephone number and anything else that you want. The easiest way to fix that is to email from your computer to yourself, Uh, just any kind of an email so that the signature you have on your computer will come through to your phone then you can tap and hold and select the whole signature copy it and paste it into the signature block on your phone all right let me just check the chat really quick because it looks like we have a question one moment does this work for Apple products having issues attaching logo so the interesting thing um, you know why will integrate Not with all apps. So great question. So we got two questions here. Does it work with Apple products? Having trouble attaching the logo. And does this work? Does Y Stamp work with apps like the MLS? It will work with the MLS if you copy it and paste it into your MLS signature. It will not automatically show up in your MLS signature because there's no link there. The MLS does not allow them to have that kind of integration. So great question. For iOS for Apple what's really odd um, and I can't explain why this is the case, but here's how you do it. So you're gonna email yourself, you're gonna copy and highlight the whole thing including the logo, you're gonna paste it into your email signature in the settings and then, call me crazy, the next thing you're gonna do is actually shake your phone. And when you shake your phone, it will say Undo Typing, and you just go ahead and and click that. And for whatever reason, that makes the logo stay in the signature. I know it sounds crazy. It's just how it works. Um, So make sure you have everything in your logo, but please do, everybody, when you leave here today, double-check your phone and make sure that you have an actual email signature on your phone, so many people don't. In fact, I had an email that went out this week. I received hundreds and hundreds of replies, and about half of them, half of them were came from mobile devices, obviously, and I appreciated everybody replying, but it let me see that about half of our people do not have a uh, an email signature on their mobile device. So we want to take care of that, so that's one thing. Next thing, voicemail. So please do make sure, double check, If it's been a while, listen to what your voicemail message is. Now, to to keep efficiency, you can weave a lot into your voicemail. You may want to keep it simple. Hi, my name is Kristen Wheatley with Better Homes and Gardens, the Masiello Group. Please do leave me a message at the tone, and I will return your call as soon as possible. But you'll also hear other people who may want to give their website address, Or perhaps they return messages at a specific time in the day. There's no problem with that. So I would just challenge everyone to just listen to your voicemail message. See if you want to update it. All right, one moment. We've got another question. And, yes, someone's asking if this is being recorded. Yes, this is being recorded. Just so you know, this is going to be available in video form and also in audio form. We're going to add this to our podcast. So... Uh, for those in the future, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can go ahead and find it in its video form on YouTube um, under the handle Main Home Cellar, or you can just search for Set Yourself Up for Success. For those of you who may be viewing the video, you can go ahead and check out the Productivity Garden podcast and search for that and listen to it that way. We, we're going to go ahead and make this available in all of its forms. Alrighty, so the next thing in order to set yourself up for success is creating your file structure. I talked about in the beginning, people who are using their email as their filing system. This does not work, and I've seen this time and time again. Some people, it's their desktop. I've I've helped people with their tech issues. They open up, they fire up their laptop, and the whole desktop is covered with PDFs under SK0019 blah, 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 And these are things that they have scanned to themselves and saved onto their desktop that don't even have names. So they can't even tell what anything is. And don't worry if you're one of those people, we're going to fix this today. We're going to get you set up. So I think it is vital for all realtors to have an online storage system. Now that can be a system of your choosing. So you may choose to use Google drive because you can upload PDFs to Google drive and sort them into folders. You may choose to use um, Microsoft's product. Uh, I think it's called OneDrive. It comes free for people who use O365. My personal favorite is Dropbox. I pay for it. I did the paid version. It's $99 a year, but I personally find it completely worth it. The reason I prefer Dropbox, and no, they don't pay me to say this, is the, the way that it syncs to your devices. So some things like Google Drive Wait until you open up the app on the other end. So if I upload something to Google Drive on my computer, it's actually going to wait until I open it up on my phone before it's going to download that and sync it with my phone. I don't like that. I like the download. I'm impatient. I like the download to be instant. With Dropbox, the minute that I stick something in Dropbox, it goes out and it syncs to all of my devices. It is instantly available. I do not have to wait. So that's my personal preference. I'm willing to pay $99 a year for something that, you know, I, I, it's invaluable to me. Every single document that I have is available to me wherever I am. I, I can't put a price on that. So for me, that works. However, the one thing that a lot of people don't do is come up with a file structure. You know, it's great to have an online system where you have all of your things available, but if you don't have them organized, it's, gonna, it's really going to be difficult for you. So you need to be able to pull off the side of the road when someone's asking you for a document, shut your car off so you don't get a ticket, and, you know, pull up your phone, find that document, and email it to somebody at a moment's notice. So being able to do that is is incredible. It's very freeing. I, I, I just, again, I can't put a price on that. However, let's talk about that file structure. So I'm gonna pop over here to Dropbox, and I have a sample real estate folder. And here is what I recommend for your file structure. And this would work no matter what system you use, again. It could be Dropbox, it could be Google Drive, it could be um, OneDrive. What you will notice, what I think is cool about all three of those systems, and they all do this, I'm not logging on to dropbox.com, if you notice. I just clicked on my file explorer here. And Dropbox is one of the options. So you, you do have to install your choice here on your computer. Whether it's Google Drive, OneDrive, or Dropbox. It has to be installed on your computer and then it will sync. And the cool thing is it shows up as just another file folder on your computer. But anytime you put anything in it, it's instantly going to sync. You also have the ability to share folders with other people, which is kind of a nice feature as well. Looks like we have a question. So let me pop over to chat. Uh, somebody mentioned Carbonite. Yes. So Carbonite, I actually love, and you'll see, you can see the little green dots on my screen here. I do use Carbonite, but I use it as my backup system. I also have an external hard drive that occasionally I will download, I will put everything over to Carbonite. For those of you who don't know, it costs about sixty dollars a year. I may have gone up a little, but sixty bucks a year, and it's a um, it's a backup system. So you'll see these little green dots here on these file folders. That means it has been synced with carbonite. Uh, it's yellow when it's in the process of syncing, it's green when it's done. What I love about carbonite is it's always there. If my computer died tomorrow, and I actually had this happen years ago, one of our agents um, accidentally, she had put her computer, her laptop, on the top of her car. She had driven away, it fell off the back, She drove over it and destroyed her computer okay that's terrible and you know what (laughs) what that would do to your business however if you have Carbonite you give them a call when you buy your new computer to replace the one you broke and they are able to reinstall every single file that you had onto your system how awesome is that now they also have a, a feature where you can go online and you can access Things. I still prefer Dropbox so I actually have both I have Carbonite as a backup system and I have Dropbox because I still love the way that Dropbox allows me to sync everything immediately um, but Carbonite has a feature where you could go online and you could see your different file folders and see everything on there so yes that is a that is a, a, a valuable thing as well all right so if you notice here I've got a few folders, and these are the folders I recommend that you create. And again, we're gonna spend a weekend creating this infrastructure, and then it's there and it works for you. So I think everybody needs one labeled one-buyers, and again, I put the one in front of things because it brings it to the top. After a while, with something like Dropbox, you're gonna have a gazillion folders. So it helps to have that one in front of anything that you want to remain at top. One-listings. Listing info packets, I'm going to talk about in a moment. Marketing, please, please, please create a, a marketing folder for yourself. This happens all the time. Oh, I, you know, I did that business card I love. I have no idea where the proof is. Or I had this great headshot. Boy, wish I knew where that was. Or I did this wonderful flyer. So in this marketing folder, you're going to put all that stuff. Put your best headshot put your favorite ads that you've done so you can easily access them or also when you're online and you see a great idea for marketing that you want to save save it to your marketing folder so that you can just easily go there and access it of course your sold your past clients you're going to put them all over in you know in a folder here so you have that information that test docs is something I have for training but let's look at this so it's not just Buyers, let me open this up and show you what I mean. Now, a lot of these, these are pretend people. Some of them are pretend, some of them are real. Um, however, what I need you to do in buyers is go ahead and create this one right here—a buyer template. So you're going to create a new folder, which is very, very simple. Um, you literally would just—you can even—you can right—you can click up here to create a new folder, or you can right-click. And choose new folder, and that will let you create a new folder and name it. You're going to name that folder Buyer Template. And these are the subfolders you're going to put in your Buyer Template. And in a moment, this will become clear. You're going to have a subfolder for Buyer Docs because that's where you're going to put your Buyer Docs. The whole purpose of this is so that when you are on the go, you can easily access information. You can put your fingers on it right away and get it out the door, saving yourself time. You're going to create a folder called offers because these are the offers your buyers have made. Many of you know in this current market, buyers are having to make four and five offers before they get to one that gets accepted. That's just a fact of life. So we're going to keep those in a subfolder. You're going to make one called properties because I do like to keep um, the information that's, you know, you're showing people property, a month later you get an email, remember that red house that you showed us uh, a while ago? We'd like to look at that again. Well, this will help you get there. And I'm gonna show you how to create packets of the information for all the properties you've shown. You would toss those in here. Also, I load up the properties because before we do showings, when my buyers have said, there's these five houses we wanna see, I'm gonna download everything from the MLS and have a nice one PDF per property for them. I'm gonna send it to them ahead of time so they can review the information because that will give them a heads up. It will make them a better buyer as they go through the property because they'll they'll know a little bit about it before they get there. And we can even pull that up on my iPad when we are at the property. And then, of course, an under contract folder. All right, so let me see. Looks like we have another question, so one moment. Um, So the question is, can we use working docs in Skyslope for this? I don't recommend that because you're going to quickly fill up your working docs in Skyslope. You really need a much larger um, system for this. So I I would recommend Dropbox, Google Drive, or OneDrive. You need something that really can hold um, voluminous data because you're going, over time, you're going to end up with quite a bit. It's a great question. Um, but I think I would keep the working docs in sky slope just to things that you need at the moment. I really would All right, so you're going to create these subfolders. So again, we have one labeled buyers and in our buyer template we have buyer docs offers Properties and under contract and don't worry I do have a PDF of this that I will send out to everybody um, In the next uh, training update so that you have this information written down as well Now here's what we're gonna do. So when you have a new buyer, you just met with them, they signed up with you, awesome, congratulations. You're going to come into your online storage system and you're gonna go ahead and go to your buyer template and watch this. I'm going to right click on my buyer template. I'm gonna choose copy. And then I'm gonna click anywhere in the white space and choose paste. And right there you see it's buyer template dash copy. This way I don't have to recreate the wheel every time I get a new client. It's already set up for me. So now I'm going to right click on it one more time and choose rename. And go ahead and you know type in. For buyers, I like to use the name of the buyers. For listings, I like to use the address of the listing. It just helps me keep them straight because as you well know, you're going to have some people who are both your buyers and your sellers. So when you move them to the past client folder when they're done, it makes it a lot easier to know, okay, the one with the name was when they were buying, the one with the address is when they were selling, and you can find what you need. Cause inevitably somebody three years down the line is going to call you up and say, Hey, can I get a copy of the deed? I, I can't find it anywhere. Can I get a copy of the closing uh, documents? I can't find them anywhere. So it does happen on a regular basis. All right. So that is the buyer folder you're going to create. If we go back here, the listing folder, let me show you what I recommend for that. So here I call it listing template just to make it super clear to myself. And these are the subfolders that I would include in your listing template. All photos, listing docs, marketing photos, offers, and under contract. The difference between all photos and marketing folders is really just kind of how I have always operated. You know, I like to hire professional photographers. They're gonna take a lot of photos for me. There were times before that when I would do it myself on my iPhone and make sure that I took quality photos. And I, since I'm not a professional photographer, I would take probably a hundred photos. So I needed to go through those and, you know, sort through and pick the best ones and do the touch-ups I needed to do. Um, So once I went through the all photos, I would go ahead and add them to marketing photos. In the marketing photos folder, I would number them 1-front, 2-entry, 3 dash living room so I would I would number them with the numbers and what they were because the cool part about doing that in your marketing photos section is then when you need to upload that whole batch of photos to the MLS or to other platforms they're going to go in the order that you have already determined due to your numbering so I highly recommend doing that but I always keep the all photos because You may have some interactions via email or phone calls with people where they say, you know, can I see a photo of the basement? Maybe you didn't want to include the basement photo on the MLS, but you have a photo of it. You have a photo of the furnace. You have a photo of the circuit box, all these other things to show people. And that way when they say certainly, you know, you can reply and say certainly, here you go. And you come across as the best real estate agent ever because you were prepared. So, I recommend keeping that all photos. Listing docs, of course, is self-explanatory. You're gonna put all your listing docs in there. That would include price adjustments as you go along. Offers, in this case, of course, this is a seller, so these are offers that are coming in, and I would keep those. I would make separate folders for each offer coming in, and then under contract is the one that ends up being accepted, and you're gonna have all your docs in there. Separating it into subfolders is so incredibly vital. Without doing that, you can end up with 50 docs in a folder. If you just have the address as a subfolder, you're going to have 50 different things. So if you're trying to send something to somebody, you're going to have to scroll through and hope that you identified it and hope that you labeled it well. And that's the last bit of what I want to talk about with this file structure is make sure you label things exactly what they are. Those of you who've use computers for quite some time, probably remember when there was a a serious character limit to what we could label files in our computer. Now we have the long form. So I can put, you know, new deed, or I can put um, latest survey from seller. I can put a long name to a file and it will save it for me. So please be descriptive when you are saving things. And I wanna show you one quick tip that a lot of people don't realize. I'm gonna pop over to Chrome here. And I'm going to go into Chrome settings because a lot of people, I notice when I'm in front of them with their computers, when they try to save something that came to them in an email, it automatically goes to documents or it just on an Apple computer, just goes to the bottom. You can't even find it. And then they have to open it and take another step to save it. Let's save a little time here. So in Chrome, and this is, this is true for all of the different browsers. So they all have this in settings. But right now I'm in Chrome, so I'm going to go up these little three little dots to get to the settings here on this drop-down menu. And I'm going to scroll to the bottom and click Advanced, because I want all of the settings, not just what they show me in the beginning. And then I'm going to scroll a little bit slowly, because what I'm looking for is the Downloads. There we go. Right there is the category of Downloads. And you'll notice here it says, ask where to save each file before downloading. Please toggle that on. The fact that it's showing up in blue shows that it is on. This way, every time you have an email and somebody emails you a document or you're online and you're saving something, you're downloading it, instead of just going to your documents and you having to open it and then do a save as and put it somewhere else, it's just going to ask you where you want to put it. So you can put it in the spot that you want to put it from the get-go. So if I if I just received a, a, an attachment from another agent, I'm going to click the download button. It's going to say, where do you want to put it? And I'm going to say Dropbox, in my buyers, in this particular subfolder. And you can just get it there from the get-go. So please do, um, please do go ahead and uh, take advantage of that. All right. So, again, let me pull up the file structure. And now what I want to talk about, so we've got our buyers, we've got our sellers. You can see where that's beneficial. Again, same thing for a listing. I get a new listing. I'm going to go to my listings. I'm going to click on listing template, right-click, choose copy. I'm going to right-click again. Now, if you're on an Apple, usually it's a two-finger click for your right-click. And I'm going to choose paste. And again, I'm going to right-click one more time and choose Rename. And again, for listings, I prefer to use the address of the property. So it might be 444 Main Street, and that helps me to keep it straight. And then if I open this up, I've already got my subfolders. I don't have to recreate the wheel. All right, so the last um, folder that I wanna talk about in here is listing info packets. What this is, so this is another part of setting yourself up for success. When you first get a listing, you know, you're gonna put it in the MLS, you're probably gonna create a beautiful listing flyer. I know with our new, new program that's, that's being launched soon, there's beautiful templates for you to use to create wonderful listing flyers. You have your property disclosures. I highly recommend you ask your sellers to fill out a questionnaire. You can create a little letter for yourself uh, with some questions for them. What have they loved about their home during their time in it? Where are their favorite local businesses and why do they love them? What stood out when they purchased their home? What made them pick it? So if you can get a nice little narrative going, you can take that information and write it up. Also, another great question is, uh, what improvements have they made to the property? So I would regularly do this. I would get the information from my sellers, type it up, make a list of all of the improvements that they had made to the property, and include that in my packet of information. Now, these listing info packets that I'm talking about right now are not necessarily going to be what you're putting in the MLS. I do recommend putting a list of improvements and info about the house in the MLS with your attachments, but the flyer, A financing flyer, your favorite loan officer can certainly create a financing flyer for you that shows the different types of loans that could be used for this property and what the costs would be. Those things, um, I would go ahead and keep them in reserve here because you want to be able to send out more information than other agents can. So you're going to load up a certain amount of these things to the MLS and please, for the love of God, make it one PDF when you put it in the MLS. There is nothing worse than when you're trying to get ready for showings and you go on the MLS to download the attachments and there's five different files. And I'm going to show you right now how to put them into one for free. Um, so if you're, if you're on an Apple computer, you can actually do that in the preview function. Um, if you're on a PC, there is a simple program. And I'm going to show it to you right now. You're going to create this PDF and let me tell you why. You're going to create one PDF file that's going to contain the disclosures, the financing flyer, your general flyer, the list of improvements and other information about the house. If there's any other special considerations, put that in there as well. The reason you're doing this is because I'm going to show you a process where you can respond to inquiries about your house that you get online, and you can do it in like 10 seconds and send this PDF out. You can do it from your mobile phone, from your iPad, from your laptop, wherever you are. I've done it in movie theaters. Yes, I'm the one with my phone open, but, you know, here in Maine, we don't have very packed movie theaters, so nobody cares. Um, But I've done that. I've been in the middle of watching a movie with my son. The phone vibrates because I, of course, don't have it on Ring. I open it up, and somebody has inquired about one of my listings in the past when I used to still um, help people buy and sell and I could click reply, I had an automated reply ready to go, and I could just attach this PDF and send it on its merry way. Research has shown that many, many buyers, most buyers in fact, will go with the first agent that replies to them. You want to be that agent. So let's make this easy for you. So to get this um, PDF redirect is what it's called, just open a tab and search PDF redirect and the reason I'm going to pull this up is I want to show you how to download it because it can be a little weird Personally when I download things I look for this. I look for CNET. That is a site that I trust But they can still be a little tricky. So I want to show you this. I'm going to click to open this and and Give it a moment. Don't click anything right away because I have you ever noticed like you get ready You open something and you get ready to click on something and then it moves and you end up clicking on something you didn't want. That's exactly what happens here. It opened in one fashion, and then it moved down. You see this giant start download button is not what I want. That's for something else. I need to scroll down a little bit. So here's the title, PDF redirect. The download, the real download for it is right underneath the title. So just click there and download it. And I, I recommend using the free version. I have never had to pay for it. I have always used the free version there. So please don't worry about having to pay for it. And what I like to do is I like to keep it right down here on my taskbar. The easy way to do that, like on a Windows 10, I could just come in here and type PDF redirect and it'll open up the program. And once it's open, I can right click on the little icon. And it, if I, it wasn't already pinned here, it, one of the options would be pin to taskbar. So I would choose that and leave it here, and that way it's always available to me. It's very, very straightforward. I'm going over here is all these are all of my files. I'm gonna click on Dropbox, and I'm, this little arrow will expand this for me. And I'm gonna go ahead and click on sellers and choose one. So I'm gonna choose this particular seller, and I'm going to choose. Let's see, listing docs and see what I have in there. So over here, it's gonna show me all of the files that are included in this particular folder that I've just opened. So I can go ahead, I've got my flyer. I'm gonna highlight that and click this button down here which is gonna stick it at the top of the merge list. In this case, I have an HHE 200 uh, for the the, um, septic system. I'm gonna stick that here where it goes to the bottom I've got a tax map. I'm gonna put that in there as well. Let's see, I've got my customer synopsis from the MLS, because again, um, in most MLSs you're not allowed to include the agent synopsis to anybody, but you can include the customer one, so I'm gonna stick that, because that is a lot of good information. Um, There was a driveway permit for this particular property. There's a floor plan, I'm gonna include that. Um, I have a financing flyer somewhere there's a regular flyer somewhere there's a financing flyer but you get the idea. I can go now this I can use the town assessment if the tax assessment is works to your benefit, you can include it if it doesn't I would not. And then once you've got all of your documents listed here in the order you want them to because like I could just click on this and move it up or down and get them in the order I wanted to then I can come down and I can give it a new name now, I use a simple code for this so I would use the address name in this case 62 Hollowell Road and I would go ahead and call it property information. And I do that because when I am get that fixed when I am sending this to people I want the attachment to be labeled exactly what it is so they know what they're opening. People are a little bit afraid right now of opening attachments as you know so make sure they're labeled for what they are. And this probably is, already exists in this file. But I'm going to click Save. And it's going to save it into the same file from whence it came. And then it will be available. Now I have it set so that it opens up for me in Adobe Acrobat. And I would then again, I would go ahead and I would do a Save As. And I'm going to put this in my Dropbox so let's see here choose a different folder it's always trying to get me to use their system and there's dropbox what i want to go to is my listing info packets right here because i want to save this in listing info packets so that it's instantly available and i have it already here but i'm going to go ahead and put it in again um so that is instantly available to me all right so I know we're going to kind of run out of time here. I want to show you how you're going to use this. Once you learn, and again, this is all being recorded so you can go back and watch it again. Once you learn how to create these info packets where they're all together as one PDF, then you're going to be able to reply to folks super quick. And here's how you're going to do that. Let me go to my test email account. What I want you to do is set up canned responses for your Gmail. The reason we're gonna do this is that in canned responses, anything that you wanna to say to somebody or you have to say multiple times, you can create it so that you all you have to do is write it up right away, uh, click on canned response, and you're able to send it. So when you're on your computer, here's how you get there. You're gonna to go to Settings in Gmail, and over here in the blue tabs, you're gonna click on Labs And just start typing. Search for a lab, type hand, and it will pop up. Hand responses right there. Make sure it is enabled. And here's how you do it. So what I want to do, here's why you're going to do it. When When you need to create one, I can click compose. And then all I have to do is come over here to the more options and click on this little down arrow and when I do that one of the options is canned responses. Now I have some set up. So I could insert my canned response for 123 any street right away. If you did not have this set up yet, you can go ahead and click new canned response and create it. But let me show you what happens. I'm going to click it for 123 any street and let's expand this. When I get a listing, I create a canned response of two paragraphs. The first one Basically, a little information about the home. Thank you for inquiring about the home for sale at 123 Any Street in Portland. This home has been in the same family for decades and meticulously maintained. Notice that I'm not saying it's three bedrooms, two baths, because that's all contained in the information. Popular neighborhood where residents enjoy tree-lined streets. I'm trying to describe what it feels like to live in this home. Then I also have a second um, paragraph that I've used in the past, I've attached a packet of additional information about the home for your review. Please do contact me with any questions or if you'd like to schedule a private showing. Also, if you've not yet nailed down the mortgage you intend to use, here's a handy link to a quick online pre-qual from my favorite lender. So if you have a favorite lender, give them a link so they can get their pre-qual right away or give them a phone number. Most lenders now will do pre-quals over the phone. You can give them one, two, whatever. You, you're not required to give them three different people. If you have one that you trust, give it to them. You know, you're know, you not getting quid pro quo, you're not getting you know money from them because they're not allowed to do that, so it's not an issue. So it's up to you. If you want to have just one paragraph, you want to have two paragraphs. So this is how you do it when you're on your laptop. And having these ready and being able to go here, now what it doesn't do in canned responses on Gmail is attach the item. So I do have to go here, click attach files, go find that file and attach it, and then I can send it. But it enables you to just respond quickly. You don't have to sit there and type out a bunch when it comes up. Now, more importantly, I want to show you how you do this on the go. So uh, there's two different ways. If you're using a Droid or if you're using an iPhone. If you're using an iPhone, and again, I have this stock available, and I am happy to share this with everybody as well you can use what's called text replacement. These are shortcut tools to create any phrase, and you can use this in texting, you can use this in email, anything you're doing online. It's very, very simple. I will send these directions out to everybody in the next training email. You're gonna click on Settings and General, scroll down to Keyboard, and then click Text Replacement. Now what I do is I use a formula. So you click on plus to create a text replacement. What I like to do is use a formula so that I don't have to remember the formula. So I always use the house number and the first letter of the street. So if it was 123 Any Street, it would be 123A. And that way I always know what to type. I don't have to sit there and remember, oh, what shortcut did I create for that listing? Um, If it was 66 Main Street, it would be 66M. Now, if I had a case where I had two that were the same number, I might maybe include a second letter for one of them. And you could try that and see if it was the right one and then try the next one. Uh, And that would work out just fine. But all you're gonna do, so what I do is I email the the long description I wrote for the canned response to myself. I touch and hold, highlight the whole shebang, and then I go in here to uh, text replacement And I'm going to go ahead and click the plus sign to start creating it. So. Phrase, and this is important because I've done this backwards in the past. Phrase is where the paragraph or actual phrase is going to go. Shortcut is where the abbreviation goes. So in the phrase field, I would touch and paste what I just copied from my email. The reason I do that is that if you just type it out in there, you can't really back up and see what you've done, and you can't have a space in between lines. So I like just copying it from an email, pasting it in there. Then create my shortcut, one two three A. And you can use this for other things. If you're always answering questions about loans, you could make one, and I like using three letters in a row for those other phrases you wanna use in text replacement. The reason I use three letters in a row is with the exception of www, you're never gonna natively type three letters in a row. Just isn't gonna happen. So if you have a statement you like to say about loans, um, you could do LLL, you know. Or if you have a statement you like to give to first time homebuyers. You could do FTHB for first-time home buyers all in a row. So this is invaluable, honest. It, it really will help to organize you. And again, you can see where this takes a little setup time. So whatever your weekend days are, you might take a few in a row and set up different things. You can't do it all at once, and that's totally understandable. But make yourself some goals. I will send all of these out in next Mondays training email, so you have copies of all of these documents. And take some time, get yourself set up with these items. For those of you who use Droid phones, let's get this open. There's an app for that. Like There's an app for everything called Textspand. I used to have a Droid phone myself, and this worked very, very well. So just download the app called Textspand. Text expander basically is what it is. Um, And it will do the same thing. You program it with a little code and a phrase, and then whenever you are typing and you use the code, the option will come up for you to install it. You just click on the option. When you see it, it pops it in there for you. All right, so let's check the chat. We've got a couple questions here. One moment. So first, um, can we merge the documents that are all separate on the MLS to a client? yes great question Jamie yes and that is one of the things that I recommend so when you are trying when you're working with the buyer and you want to you know you want to get them one document and not five separate documents from the listing agent um, you, you do have to download them first so when you're on the MLS download the five things that they put on there and then use PDF redirect and just combine them into one. Now, you you can also use the full version of Adobe, but that costs hundreds of dollars, Um, but you can use PDF redirect to do that. And that's one of the things that I would do, and that's what I would put in the properties folder for my buyer folders, is that single PDF, label it with the address, send it on its merry way to your buyer client ahead of the showing, so they can see it. Sometimes they view it ahead, sometimes they don't, but at least you've done your part, so great question. Um, So someone's saying, next time, will you cover how to capture text messages to save those in client files? Yes, we will do that um, in the future here. That's not covered under today, but we will definitely do that. There's several ways that that can be done. All right, I'm probably going to run out of uh, time here. Um, I think I'm going to have to save my last organization for a class in and of itself. So my last setting, um, setting yourself up for success, and I appreciate you guys still hanging in there with me, is tracking the activity on your listings. And I have a whole process for that. Um, but again, that, that would take us a very long time. So I think just a quick synopsis here. And again, I am going to send out the documents that have all of this written down for you. Start with your email. You know, set up your folders. You know, we didn't even really get a chance to talk fully about the email folders here. So I kind of want to revisit that for just the last couple of minutes here. One of the things that I like to do is create some folders, not a gazillion. I've seen some agents, and I had done that originally. I created a folder for every single listing and every single client, and I put all of their stuff in there. Um, you know, with SkySlope, we can actually forward these things onto to SkySlope. We don't have to do that. However, there are some folders I do recommend that you create. One of them is client emails. If you create a folder called one-client-emails, then the organization here is that when you get an email, this is kind of how you achieve zero inbox, I get an email from a client, I deal with whatever's in the email, and then I go ahead and I'm gonna file in my client email folder. Another folder that I highly recommend that you create is one called inquiries. So anytime that somebody sends you an email from, you know, you, from, any, from your sign, from Realtor.com, from Zillow, any lead that you get, again, it comes into your inbox, you deal with the lead, you respond to it, and when you're done responding to it, put it into the inquiries folder so that you have a record of it. The reason we're going to do that is especially when we launch our new CRM tool, or if you're already using a customer relationship management tool, at the end of the week, you're going to go over here to the inquiries and make sure that you have put every single person that you got a lead from into your customer relationship management tool and sign them up for your newsletter or whatever whatever follow-up system you are using. So it just helps you to organize, to have these things in place. All right, last tip I'm gonna give you, this is kind of a fun tool, it's free, I love free, it's called Boomerang. This is part of a class I used to teach called Pimp Your Gmail till Gmail got a little ticked off at me and they had it removed from YouTube because they didn't like me using their name, I guess. I thought it was funny. Um, Right here is Boomerang, so watch what happens here. When I, I have Boomerang installed, and here's how you get it, let's start there. I'm in Chrome. I'm going to go up here to the three dots and instead of choosing settings, I'm going to go to more tools and then choose extensions from the download. Now you'll see I have it right here, but there at the very bottom of this, there should be a search right here. So search extensions. You're just going to type boomerang and it'll pop up boomerang for Gmail. Now mine's already installed. If you didn't have it, there would be an install option or right enable, option and you would do that what boomerang does for you this is how uh, zero inbox is possible it does multiple things and it's free there's a paid version but I have never had to pay for it they keep trying to get me to pay for it but I don't see the reason so when I send something here you'll see that I have this send later option how cool is that so um, I you know if I get an email 11 o'clock at night from a client I don't want my client to start thinking I'm available for them at 11 o'clock at night. So, but I might want to reply to it so I'm done. I can go ahead, type my whole reply up for them, and I can choose send later, and I can choose when I'm going to send it. So boomerang this in you know, two days. Maybe I'm going to send it tomorrow morning, first thing. Maybe I want to send something out to folks, but I don't want to send it for two days. Or here's another fun thing. I can boomerang this in two days if I don't get a reply to it. So if you're trying to contact an agent and they're not responding to you, you can send your email through boomerang, choose to send it again in two days if they don't reply. That's pretty handy. So it'll just keep coming until they answer you. Pretty handy. Another thing, let's see if this will show up here. When you get an email, this is really handy for when you sign up for webinars like today, and you know how they send you the link right away, but maybe the webinar is next week. Um, you can go ahead and when you open the email, click on Boomerang and choose to boomerang it. What this means is you're going to get it out of your inbox and it's going to come back into your inbox at the time you appoint it to do so. So maybe you've got it. Maybe this was a message from a client and you didn't want to deal with it now, but you really want to see your zero inbox and I want to boomerang it, but I'm going to deal with it first thing tomorrow morning. Or maybe it was from another agent. Maybe it was just something else that you just didn't want to deal with today. You want to deal with tomorrow morning. I'm going to click tomorrow morning. It's going to go away out of your inbox. And then it will come back to me tomorrow morning which is really, really cool. It says message will return at 5.51 a.m. So that's a great way to clear your inbox, but not forget about things. All right. So thank you for hanging in there with me. I know it can seem like a lot of different things. I will follow up in our training email with the PDFs, with the information shared today. But I highly recommend take some time to build this business infrastructure it will serve you well especially right now we are entering an extremely busy season it's not just a busy season it's a busy market you know we we like to think we have different seasons but this really is a 12-month business but right now it is super busy taking a little time to set up your infrastructure will serve you well feel free to ask me any questions Um, Also, feel free to please do subscribe to the podcast, Productivity Garden. We're going to continue to have things. And also, I'd like to open this up if if anyone still wants to hang around. If you have ideas for things that you find have made you more efficient and helped you to become organized, please feel free to unmute yourself and share those with the group because I think that can also be helpful. If you don't have time to do so now, shoot me a quick email at kristinwheatley at masiello.com. And I'd be happy to share those as well. Again, thank you all for joining me. I really appreciate it.